How do we get from 10 to 60? What did you guys do? I realized I had a limitation. And the way I worded it to my marketing company, I said, look, we're going to do a rebrand. I want you to make me the next Nike of IT. Oh, I want right. it to yeah. look like a national company. I want people to question whether I'm a big company and not realize how small I am. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Building a Profitable MSP. I am your host, Chris Weiser. Hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, I'm here with a very special guest here at Fort Lauderdale at our Q4 live event. Got John Hansman with me. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. That's good. Uh, John, give us a little intro to yourself, your MSP, etc. Yeah, so uh, my name is John Hansman. I own a company called Truit. Truit, uh, we've <laughs> funny, our branding's been around for about a year and a half. But you rebranded, right? I remember, yeah, you, I remember you rebranding. Right before yeah. we joined uh, our program. But I've been around in the industry seven years. Three of it, I worked moonlighting as a MSP slash tech guy after hours. So you were like what they, I guess, would call a trunk slammer yeah, kind totally. of guy, That's right? how I got started. Uh, okay, that's cool. That's so what was your full-time job? I didn't full know time, this. Well, yeah, so I worked in the home security industry, oh. uh, and I ran a 24-hour monitoring center for uh, about 12 of my 20 years at that office. Okay. And then Moonlit, Moonlit I guess, did yeah. you, was it your own deal or was it somebody else's deal? The, oh, well, the, of course, I worked for a company. I did my own. Okay, so you kind of started your MSP that part-time way. Yeah. Um, building your book of business, all those different things up. Okay, that's cool. I, I didn't, actually didn't know that until right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm talking about it even tomorrow. Uh, but what's cool is I I just I knew I was at a dead end. Mm -hmm. I just had no way out. And I had a friend of mine who was a pastor who who went through a journey where he was at the end of his time doing doing ministry. And he was asking the same questions I was asking, like, hey, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've never done anything else. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? And he he's now works for Blue Origin as a rocket engineer. He launches wow. rockets. So wow, right, that's cool. Pastor to rocket engineer. And, and as he was doing that journey, it made me go, well, wait a minute. If he's not stuck, I'm not stuck. Yeah. And something triggered in my mind. Because it's a pretty big risk to go take your take that jump. Um, did you did you did that trigger happen while you were moonlighting, or was the no, was that what, the cause? That's of what the moon? caused. It. Okay, so that's that's what yeah, got you. Yeah, so to I was already okay. doing. You know, like a lot of us self taught guys, I was already programming people's VCRs mm -hmm. when I was a little kid. You're just like me. I like tech, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was always tinkering. So I at that point had saw requests on Facebook for people needing support. So I was doing residential support, helping a couple of really small businesses with their tech. So I was already working for people without a license or any of yeah. that. And then when uh, I went and saw career counsel because my friend did, and it we went through <laughs> and they gave me like three options. They said, you could be an entrepreneur because your personality you can become a tech because of technology, like, you know, go work for a company and become a tech. Or the weird one that was obscure and odd was you could become a newscaster. Actually, I could, I, I could actually see that in you. I could totally see that in you. <laughs> so, I probably wouldn't be, I was a radio DJ for a while, so I'm not a whole lot different than that. Yeah, right? well, you and I are a lot alike. I'm kind of, that's really weird. It's like literally the three things that I probably could do too. <laughs> I was just telling somebody that you and I have a lot of personality similarities. Yeah, I don't disagree with uh, that. A lot of family so. similarities. Even. Okay, I uh, love this story. This is pretty cool. So, 
So you've been through it on your own. You you moonlit uh, your security company. When did you bounce out on your own as Truett? So three and a half years after I started moonlighting, I uh, sat down. I had a coach that was helping me mm-hmm. uh, who was a corporate coach for a, a different industry. But he was in the area and he said, I really want to help you. So we sat down and looked at my budget, how much I was bringing in part-time, looked at what my salary was, and we hit this point where he looked at me one day and said, John, do you realize you're bringing in part-time what you're bringing in full-time? Just working for the man at that point. So he did what a lot of good coaches do. He looked me in the eyeballs and said, when are you going to quit? Give me a date. Wow. (laughs) And so I picked September of 2019 and quit my job. Oddly... Weird timing with COVID right after Did, that. We, none of, it, we, of course, I didn't know it was coming. No one knew. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, at the time, was a company called, uh, I think I was at that time, Hands-On Technology Solutions. Goes or with Handsman. Yeah, kind with of, right? Hands-Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it Hands-On? Yeah, like H-A-N? H-A-N-S, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I see where you're going. You get to see the logo later. Pick up what you're doing. But we, so I did that, and then COVID happened. I started to convert to another company called Oli Tech Guys, which is, I lived in Olympia, another play on yeah, words. Yeah. Actually, my my uh, my CPA is Oli Tax. Oh. Oli Tax. Oh, fun. So he's up there in Olympia yeah. also. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I might even know him. Uh, but so I, I ended up just starting that company and COVID really pushed us into being more of a break fix repair shop. Okay. My I was to grow my MSP at the time, I was literally going door to door to businesses. And naturally, that stopped. That just yeah. came to a complete halt. Yep, absolutely. And I had to figure out really quickly, what am I going to do? I had no clue how to, like, I was in that spot where my phone stopped ringing. Everybody was in their houses. So, so let's talk about, this is actually a really good transition. So what did you do? How how did you get from that? Because what's kind of, uh, I mean, COVID sucked, obviously. It was not fun, but it was kind of good for our industry because it made MSP massively right. relevant, right? right? So what did what did you see was your real catalyst? My catalyst was actually uh, moving. I slowed down the MSP growth, and I actually had so many people calling me to do computer repair. Like I, it was crazy. But two and a half, three weeks in, my phone was not. It was ringing nonstop. Wow. Best Buy was closed. One oh, of the yeah. large so, computer so stores. All the stuff mm-hmm. that was there were gone and you became relevant. Yeah. So, so I laugh at it today because how crazy it was. But I literally had people call me like, hey, can you do, can you fix my computer? Can you fix this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I had an upstairs office in my apartment. Mm. I literally had a cleaning station in my garage that I created. And I was for about six months. I was hazmat suit going yeah, to the about, <laughs> full yeah. on for like six months. I was taking in repair and then fixing it in my okay. gar- yeah, doing it in my garage. And, and it, did that kind of launch you into MSP or, uh, or how I was did you already end up doing here? some? So I had landed a twenty-five workstation uh, property management company mm-hmm. right out the gate. I had negotiated it while I was. Uh, part time. Well, I was part doing it part time and gave them my drop dead date, and they said, "Great, when you when you quit, your contract starts with us." Had them all signed. Wow, all of that lined up perfectly. I worked for that corporation uh, that I was working for to finish out some projects for about six months. They gave me a contract, so that helped supplement. And 
and I picked up a couple other small MSP clients, but I really didn't launch my MSP like full bore until we uh, got so big with repair that I ended up having to get a commercial space because yeah, yeah. people people are weird. They'd show up at any time of the day looking for like to fix my computer on a Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no line in the sand. No. So, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit till to now. Yeah. Um, so coming out of COVID, yep. Had your commercial space. What was your MRR then, would you say? In the in the single digits? Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, I was it was just me. I was I probably got it up to maybe twelve, maybe yeah, it was probably ten ten and twelve. Ten and twelve thousand yeah. a month. Okay. Yeah. So so where do we sit now? And then I want to talk about yeah. kind of what has we're, has, we're has happened to get you the thousand a month right now. Okay. That's great. Congratulations on yeah. that. That's really good. Yeah. Um and I believe you're kind of mobile too right yeah we uh, are working on two markets so we live in olympia washington and we love the eastern washington idaho area mm -hmm. and so we were like well if you're an entrepreneur you either you you either have to just like sell your business in one area or you have to grow so we decided well why don't we just grow into another market so we decided the best way to do that for us was to buy an RV full-time and live so in you that. Got, you don't even have a house, an apartment. Yeah. You just don't live have in your house, RV. Don't have an apartment. You live in your a... RV full-time. Yeah. You and your wife, you got kids too, right? Not yet. No? We have one coming on December. Uh, okay, yeah, I knew that. Okay, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. So and it's you're not like small. It's 40, 41 feet, so it's not like a tiny. I thought you like meant the tiny. kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, that's great. I, I've seen pictures of your RV. I've seen your little office and your yeah. full setup there, so yeah. that's pretty cool. So pretty solid business now, mobile what things have gotten you, you know, let's talk about the, the building your profitable MSP. But right. What things have, what cornerstones have you put in to make you guys profitable to get from that break fix? Yeah. Single digit, 10, maybe 10K MRRs. How do we get from 10 to 60? What did you guys do? Yeah. So two big giant things I did uh, before I even met you was one, I realized with my Oli Tech Ice brand, I had a limitation mm -hmm. of two things. One, your brand was my brand you. was very constricting yeah. down to the the regional area. Okay, and larger companies looked at me as a repair shop and a really small entity, so they were like, "Well, I don't know if I want this little repair shop doing my IT for me." Mm -hmm. I had actually somebody who was an international business she goes so already been thinking that. about that ex that brand expansion Correct. away from just olympia yeah yep. right okay yep. i like that and i wanted to, and, and the way i i worded it to my marketing company that i was using that i still use i said look we're going to do a rebrand i want you to make me the next nike of it that's good relevant I, for up, up in the upper yep. north i want it right? to yeah. look like like a internet like a, a national company mm-hmm I want people to question whether I'm a big company and not realize how small I am. Yeah. And that goes back to how I started my business. When I was working part-time, I had a phone system. Like the day one, I had a phone system. I had QuickBooks. I literally had press one if you want to talk to a technician, press two if you want to talk to a technician. So you were acting big from day yeah, one. Yeah, I was. All, all roads led to me. Yeah. But no one had to know that. I had a ton of people who, when I announced that I quit my job, they were like, I thought you already... <laughs> I thought you were already full time. That's good. That's good. Okay. So <laughs> I think one thing you mentioned, uh, obviously that growth mindset, that yep. branding, uh, 
getting, you know, rebranding yourself and, and creating yep. yourself, thinking like you were already yep. there. What what's another couple so spots? Another couple of things we really focused on, and I think this is where my recent group coaching has helped with seven figure is just know who you're targeting. Mm -hmm. So I knew Truett was going to be really good at targeting larger businesses. So I picked like, I'm trying to go for larger businesses. So when you say a larger business, just for our audience, what but, does that mean? Yeah. So what I, before I was one, two, three, now I'm okay. five to 10 or more. So I'm looking for law firms and I'm looking at, uh, businesses, so, but, but like, not 500 plus. No, not 500 it's, it's plus away from the onesie twosie. So you made a conscious decision. And I think this is a really important one to think about. You made a conscious decision that we are going to go for bigger clients. Correct. And it doesn't mean that it has to be a hundred person shop or a 200 or 500 person company, no. but you went for just consciously said, okay, I'm going to go after not onesie twosie. Correct. I'm going to go after 10, 20, Correct. 30, 40, 50. And, and one of the other things that I've done recently has been, if they're not a good fit, they're not a good fit. And that's okay. That includes, that's a, that's a, that's a head that's thing, a huge big thing. head thing. And even recently it's been like, I took on a really large client. Like my, one of my first ones was, you know, 17,000. They're now 25. So we doubled our income this last year. Mm, that's great. But we only doubled it because I happily lost a few. Mm -hmm. I lost probably about six grand worth of RMR. That was people that weren't a great fit. Anyways, they yeah, were yeah. high maintenance. They were price. It was just, it so was what's hard. interesting is you don't know this, but all the interviews I'm doing here at the live event in Fort Lauderdale, everybody is saying a very similar thing mm. of, I got rid of some high work, crappy clients which has allowed me to open up. Right. And that's a, that is a huge factor yeah. because you start getting into profitability. It seems to me like profitability comes back towards how much time you have, mm -hmm. not killing yourself working mm -hmm. for a dime for right. just client, just cause you have that. And just being okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> like you have, you have to come to a point where when someone pins you down at a number that you know is not realistic for what's good for their business, mm -hmm. you just say, we're not the right fit. And that's, that's totally okay. Yeah. It's okay to say, no, we talk it's about okay. embracing your no in the, one, in the, in the program. And I think that's key. So, okay. So we've got a couple of really good points. What's one more that we could take away that have, have you felt has made you very profitable? One of them has been to standardize, standardize, standardize. So that could be multifaceted. Standardize your sales process. Mm -hmm. Standardize your marketing. Standardize your stack. I like all three of those. Because if when you standardize your mark, your any of those things, two things. I'm not there yet for hiring people, but I know that I can bring somebody in to a sales position, and I can put them through training. I can do marketing put them in through training. Cause I could just tell them this is what the expectation well, is. And you have, you have a process yep. that you adhere to. And now I have a stack where, while we still have a couple of loose cannons that we're, we're solving, yeah. we're primarily all one part. And I literally have a guy as we speak this week with a, a Excel spreadsheet with all of our clients and he's going line by line to make sure everybody fits. Anybody who doesn't fit on the full stack is getting a call from me this week to schedule time to look at their risk level. 
Yeah, I love that. And yeah. one of the things that we focus on in the seven figure MSP program is leading with cybersecurity, yep. leading with risk management, risk discussions. Mm -hmm. You came out of my keynote this morning with, you know, some tasks of here's what I want you to do. If you feel like you're up against a wall or not, mm -hmm. you know, maybe need to bounce back to fundamentals. Here's some things to do. Any of that stuff you're going to try yeah. and to deploy Here, on your here's side? Here's what I'll say. Yes. One of the things that stuck with me this morning that you said was really talking about having to really double down on action. Mm -hmm. And this is an area where if you were to ask me the, well, what hasn't gone very well? I can tell where I've not had a lot of action and I need to adjust. Mm -hmm. And that's an area where I'm going to double down on, on specific sales related marketing related yeah. things make that your order. i'm going to tell you right now i want you to come back here and meet with me in q1 yep at we're going to be in phoenix in yes. q1 and i want to do another one of these and i want you to tell me that this is now your superpower. we'll give you a tour of our rv because we're going to be um, there with oh, the rv be fun. yeah be we're, super fun. we're gonna we're gonna stay in the rv because we'll have a baby then you're gonna take so. that all the way down to phoenix i'm taking it everywhere Damn, man. bro okay i like that so okay, <laughs> i love where maybe we'll just sleep in john's <laughs> you're gonna get a roommate buddy uh so i want you to make that your superpower because yeah. If there's one thing that I really work on and I work on with my team a lot, I want them to make something their superpower. And one of the things mm -hmm. that I'm really good at, and you've probably seen this the last couple of years is I have an idea and we go, mm -hmm. we go, 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 go. That's why we're sitting here at this live event and you've watched it kind of grow over the last yeah, few years. Too. Awesome. So I think that's really key. So, okay. Um, I think we're pretty much out of time, but any parting words uh, that you'd have for our audience, maybe something that they can take and really implement or execute on. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I hear this a lot as, I, as I'm watching the industry change really quick. We have to kind of put away this idea that things are going to be the way they always have been. Mm -hmm. And we have to be ready for change. The world is rapidly, rapidly changing. And I've heard it from three different people, not just in this group, that if you are not focused on risk management and you, as an MSP, you probably won't be around in three years. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Four years even. Really, really, really great advice and, because I think it's so key. And so if you're not doing that and you're making every excuse to steer away from it, it's time to really look at what you're doing. Yeah, that push yourself to that area of discomfort. It was right? one of the greatest decisions in the last year that we made from trying to have a stack to really focusing on cybersecurity. Yeah, I love it. The best it. decision. It's not just changed my my clients. Like I've got clients who say, I had one who is my largest in an email this week say, we believe in security because you're here. Yeah. And we're it's we're, funny how that becomes what they start to yep. understand and realize, right? Like a lot of a lot of and I know we just said that we have a couple of minutes left, but it's it's such a good topic. <laughs> um, a lot of you guys as MSPs are in this world where you're like, oh, my client said this. Stop letting your client dictate everything. Yep. You have to be the one that says, I am a security expert. And if you're not a security expert, partner with like I don't even think most of them. Like, don't take this wrong. I don't see you personally as a security expert, but you have multiple vendor partners yeah. that are. 100%. That's a huge factor now. And you need to be the one that says, nope, Mr. Client, we're going to focus on yep. security because that's where you should be. Yeah. I think that's so key. It was crazy as they're reaffirming that as that email had nothing to do with security. It had everything to do with a really big hardware order they're going to do. And they just said, yeah. oh, by the way, I was meeting with the, the executives of the company and we reaffirmed that security is really important to us. So we're going to keep on yeah, chugging along great. with you. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So many good tips. John Hansman, yeah. thanks for being with yeah, us thanks. today. Congrats on Truett. Congrats on the baby. Congrats, congrats on the RV. I want to see you back here with me 
Uh, we're going to be second week of February. We're doing Phoenix. We're going to do another episode, and I want to hear you okay. tell us your progress and where we sit. Okay, buddy? Done and done. All right. For everybody watching, thanks again for being with us on the Building a Profitable MSP podcast. My name is Chris Weiser. We'll see you guys next time.